Hello and welcome to the People's Wrestling Podcast. Yes, welcome back to the People's Wrestling Podcast. This week I'm joined by Aiden Bunker, everyone. Aiden, how are you? I'm fine. Ooh, mixing it up. It's essentially the same thing. It's, it is exactly the same thing, really, isn't it? There's no, there's no real difference there. Um, but hey, nice to see some new words added to your vocabulary. I've probably used this before. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a short word. Um, now we've got some unfortunate news for you this week. Um, Matt Bumby, the man who positivity forgot, he didn't turn up for work this week. In a week of no shows. <laughs> yes, in a week of no shows on WWE TV, Matt felt like he'd pull a Brock Lesnar on us and just hasn't showed up. Aiden, what, what punishment is there going to be for Matt Bumby? <laughs> Um, well, I uh, regret to inform you that Matt Bumby has been temporarily suspended from the podcast. <laughs> I'm not certain we have the power to do that. No. We're not, we're not Vinnie Max, are we? I wish. Um, no, Matt Matt hasn't not decided to show up this week. He uh, He's not very well, bless him. Um, some sort speak, of, of some things. sort of chest and throat issue which he's trying to blame on me but let's face it it's not my fault i'm going full gene snitsky here it's not my fault anyway back to business um whilst matt isn't here we will run down what happened on sunday with fast lane the pay-per-view um which i actually really enjoyed um and seen some pretty positive feedback online uh we'll run down what happened on raw which was actually a really interesting episode and smackdown as well that happened um so why don't we start with Fastlane, Aiden? What were your thoughts overall? Pleasantly surprised. I was, yeah, me too. I thought it was actually really good. Yeah, I didn't have high expectations. I didn't think it was going to be bad. I just thought it was going to be a bit nothingy. Yeah, a bit nothing. Which for eighty percent of it, seventy-five, <laughs> it was. But there was some good advancement in storylines. There was a title change. There was a couple Mania matches pretty much made, so... Yeah. All in all, pretty good. Yeah, it was all in all pretty good, and it was all matches in all were good. pretty good for your predictions as well. Um, yeah. So we, we just run down the the results. Um, you haven't won in a while. Let's put that one out there. <laughs> so this was a welcome break for you. Was it TLC or Survivor Series? If I don't even know if we did Survivor Series one, but... The since last got, one I, I think won was the one I got 100%. You got 100% and then you haven't, you haven't won since. <laughs> I think that was TLC. So you did definitely curse yourself. Um, I was just taking it easy. Yeah, sure. You, To be fair, well done on your victory, but it has to be said that a lot of it was down to the fact that you didn't want to have the same predictions as me in that. <laughs> well, you see, I was um, very willing to potentially risk well I say risk however I think it was actually an informed decision so I asked Matt for his predictions so we could put them out on Twitter and he so happened to have the same as everyone that I was originally going to have mm-hmm. however I remember the fact I saw earlier in the day and I don't know if you know this but Becky Lynch hasn't won a pay-per-view match since, since February 2017 wow no, I didn't know that and you both had Becky and Naomi to win. I thought I'd go the other way. So, up until that point, we had all the same predictions apart from that match. And then I thought I'd throw another curveball in. 
we have a victory for Randy Orton when you guys all thought that uh, it's going to go to Bob Rude <laughs> Bob Rude as Rusev would say um, I had a little caveat I said Orton via disqualification assuming there'd be some gender nonsense and you assumed that gender would hinder yeah and to be fair I was the, the only one who said Orton but I didn't get the point no I wasn't prepared to give you that point you got the victory because if, you'd left I, it, if you'd left it there I was thinking if I just put Randy, if I put Orton if he was to win via disqualification and there was no title change that people would still be saying oh you said Orton no 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 we would have given you that mm. either way I win final scores <laughs> we I was I was tempted to go as also Matt mentioned on the podcast last week a no contest for the tag match tag title match I literally I I played that scenario out in my head the exact scenario that actually happened aside from the fact that it was a bit more brutal than I thought it was going to be <laughs> um, I played that exact scenario out in my head and I thought right that's what's going to happen and then some for some reason I talked myself out of it and as soon as I sent the message to you saying what my predictions were the same as Matt's I thought, why Why have I done this? Like, the Usos aren't going to beat the New Day. There's going to be a no contest. And then oh, I had to stop. The only I reason, thought you wouldn't allow me to change it then. The only reason why I picked the Usos was because I thought that maybe, to begin with, they would attack the Usos, and Usos would win by DQ. Mm. But it just ended as a no contest. Truly so, speaking, the Usos should have won by, well, the, by disqualification. The ref rang the bell after they hit Big E first. Yeah, I think the first before they hit either Usos or New Day. Yeah, I think it was I think it was an Uso that they hit after Big E. So, really speaking, but the ref had rung, had the, rung bell the bell already. Bell. Yeah, mm. so shouldn't have done. Big E wasn't in the match. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, they just had a beef with Big E. Let's talk about this Bludgeon Brothers beat actually because it was absolutely brutal. Um, poor Xavier poor Xavier Woods uh, did you see his head did they hit those steps yeah I don't know if it was just kind of angles but it definitely looked like the back of his head it was a good hit the edge of the uh, stairs yeah it was a good angle for for that if that's what they were aiming for then great great camera work which actually was a theme throughout the night as you pointed out on Twitter a couple of times um, but yeah if that's what they were going for great great camera work but it definitely looked like from that angle from basically front Face, uh, face on that his head really smashed off those steps yeah it looks pretty bad and he sold as if he was having a seizure yeah um, and just brutal all over the, the I love the it's always Bray Wyatt-esque I guess collision between Rowan and, and Big E on the outside that looked harsh what did they other than throwing Kofi into the um, ring post LED thing. What did they? What else did they do? They didn't really do anything to Kofi other than that. He yeah. sort of. I think he was wise and stayed out of the way. <laughs> and um, then subsequently, two injured for SmackDown. Yeah, it was a bit strange. Uh, but I guess they're just selling the the beat down. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. It, it got because the Bludgeon Brothers are at that in that space where the crowd are cheering them because they like to see them beat up jobbers. Um, but they love the Usos and they love the New Day. So. Where, where's this face heel dynamic coming from so the only way you can get heat on the Bludgeon Brothers is by going to the extreme I think and and ruining what would have been what most people were expecting to be match of the night yeah and I suppose also um, by having them have such a brutal beatdown 
it makes them supposedly anyway clear favourites going in yeah and because they're beating up your favourites you don't want them to win so you're going to rally behind Devo Usos or New Day more yeah and I mean I'm not particularly keen on Harper and Rowan as a team winning the tag team titles I think they would I mean if you're, if you're talking realistically Usos and New Day Usos and New Day wouldn't stand a chance against uh, against the Bludgeon Brothers um, so like if they're not going to win the titles I'm assuming this is heading towards some sort of triple threat tag team match by the way at Wrestlemania um, imagine if it did <laughs> but if you if you says New Day are, are going to win that match and Bludgeon Brothers aren't going to win the titles then what does that do for them I mean they're undefeated still obviously so I think up until then apart from a couple of weeks on Smackdown that Bludgeon Brothers hadn't had any interaction with any team above Breezango level yeah so there's only so long you can go and beating jobbers like I think they've only had so they what Hype Bros Ascension Breezango but they haven't reached the Gable and Benjamin mid level yet yeah yeah and then they haven't reached the upper echelons of New Day and, and the Usos but they have now that's for yeah. sure <laughs> there was only so long you could have gone with them just running through the, the lower card yeah for them to stay interesting yeah um, so yeah we're assuming it goes to some sort of triple threat attack which actually I'd be really interested to see I would wonder if they would do a stipulation like a ladder match or something that would be cool it would be cool I, I would like to see that <laughs> um, but I'm a little bit concerned about the amount of multi-person slash multi-team matches at this Wrestlemania already yeah um, it's a pretty stacked card which is great for the competitors I mean they get their Wrestlemania payday um, but it makes things a little bit tedious clustered. yeah a little bit clustered you feel like nobody really gets the opportunity to show what they can do in multi-person matches um, but hey you know a lot of the multi-person matches at Wrestlemania in, in the past have been really really great I would rather get a freeway match for the Smackdown tag team titles at Wrestlemania be that in a stipulation match than to not get a Smackdown tag team title match or something oh yeah oh yeah definitely um, alright so fast lane then so no 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 finish really in the in the USO's New Day but <clears throat> what we did get in the match actually was a lot of uh, stolen finishes stolen moveset which the commentators seem to um, be bemused by but you know I thought it was quite quite cool booking not something you see too often it makes sense as in the two teams they hit each other with everything they know they know each other so well yeah so they uh, go to the opposite well um, it it kind of um, there's two sides to the argument of for example like five minutes into the match Kofi Kingston kicking out of the midnight hour which is their own finisher like does that either make the finisher look weak or is it that Usos don't do it as well as yeah that's, so like there's two sides that's what I'm thinking um, I think it's it's more a case of oh yeah you don't deliver it with as much gusto or as good as with as good technique as the other guys so it's not quite good enough to put them away there's also the flip side where it's like well they know their own finisher and they know how to kick out of it you know which um, it's yeah, really it's, the same way you kick out of every other yeah, yeah exactly but you know what I mean um very rarely do you see people get beaten by their own finisher anyway um, but you know I thought that, I thought that the match that they were having until the interference was actually pretty good um, I was certainly excited to see 
what they could do with the rest of it so uh, there's still legs in that Usos New Day feud I think yeah I like the story that's come out of it that we saw on Smackdown yeah I think it was yeah I quite like that story too um, rest of Vast Lane then so we'll get on to the killer moments um, a little bit later but just run through the, some of the filler um, Becky and Naomi against Carmella and Natalia then this is the one that you sort of this was the crux of your predictions that helped you win really um, yeah it was the Becky clinch it. <laughs> um, but she didn't this is why I actually thought this match was quite good and then it got really sloppy at the end I thought uh, where no one seemed to really know what they were doing <laughs> uh, but it was okay Carmella picks up the victory over Becky Lynch which you know annoys me a little bit I think Becky deserves a bit better and as you mentioned obviously that fact earlier for her not to have won a pay-per-view match in so long that's crazy yeah she's definitely the female Sami Zayn yeah up until Sami turned heel anyway yeah or maybe Becky needs to turn heel potentially yeah I mean Sami started winning matches (laughs) exactly yeah um Becky Devson definitely needs something. Becky I, and I Charlotte think. could be the Sammy and Kevin of the um, women's division. It could be. I, I would. I would be interested in that. Um, but I think I'm a little bit bored now of this Naomi and Becky partnership. The, there's no reason for it other than we're both baby faces. Yeah, and we both we were both looking out for Charlotte against the Riot Squad. Yeah. And now that that doesn't seem to be going anywhere anymore, they're still teaming which <laughs> you know a bit strange I know Becky and Carmella have had a bit of a, a thing in recent weeks and Naomi and um, Natalia haven't really had anything since SummerSlam Naomi and um, Carmella had a bit of a um, some fallout from this match yeah there was which on, on spawned a match on Smackdown but so, so then that would have made more sense for me if Carmella had pinned Naomi yeah exactly because I know it was like did you, did you see that uh, Carmella wrapped Naomi's hair around the middle rope and was pulling it and people were screenshotting it and putting it on Twitter and like going mental at Carmella like yeah. she's a bloody heel she is a heel <laughs> she is healing it up but people were saying like this is way way out of order ripping like it was just <sighs> what powerbombing someone on some steel steps is fine <laughs> right <laughs> speaking of that I, was, I forgot to say earlier did you hear the guy before they did it <laughs> you're not going to do it, it. <laughs> you guys did it <laughs> same, same with one Smackdown this yeah. week you're being really mean you're being mean people <laughs> I, I don't know who that guy is it must be I don't know who that guy is but it makes me laugh <laughs> well he was using the same kind of um, premise as what I was using on Twitter when I was watching Fastlane of just breaking down wrestler logic yeah and when you say it out loud how ridiculous some things in wrestling seem yeah most things <laughs> probably most things I did yeah I really quite enjoyed your tweets from our uh, PWP account and went from your obviously it wasn't live tweeting but it was for live for you it's the first time you were watching it um, and I particularly enjoyed your do wrestlers even watch wrestling Fred I thought that was good <laughs> yeah like just every time I watch a match especially someone like a John Cena match where they're very formulaic uh, go through the same steps every match I just think like do, does anyone ever scout their opponent really <laughs> commentators say they do but do they like for example never duck your head against Triple H because no, you're going to get you're going to have the knee to the face knee to the face, to the face. <laughs> um, you've been 
shoulder tackled by Cena twice twice in a row yeah what's your next move definitely not going for a clothesline not a clothesline because <laughs> you're going to get back suplex side suplexed and uh Five knuckle shuffled yep. right in your face, um, <laughs> which sounds a lot worse than it actually is. Rey Mysterio has drop kicked you, and your neck is resting on the middle rope. Why are you resting? Yeah, surely that's not a comfortable resting position. Lie down. Yeah, I mean you can you can move. Surely you can move. Um, you've been clotheslined twice by Randy Orton, right? Yep. You're running at him. You're going through a clothesline. <laughs> if he ducks, you bounce off the ropes. Are you a? holding onto the ropes and sliding out of the ring or are you be running directly at him with no plan and getting power slammed I'm definitely sliding out of that ring Ref- wrestlers don't do that um, straight to a power slam and the number one rule with Randy Orton is don't jump face first <laughs> at him <laughs> that was probably his plan exactly <laughs> uh, well Corey Graves kept saying he was going for a Hail Mary he, did, he said that earlier in the, in the night as well and I have no idea what a Hail Mary is so that's, a, that's an American football term where you go you basically you've run out of options so you just go for it so yeah like a Hail Mary in in American football is where the quarterback you're basically in your own sort of half and you just go right fuck it I'm going to throw it as far as I possibly can and hope someone catches it (laughs) that's pretty much what that Bobby Roode was aiming for that's what Corey was getting at I think but yeah what was if he connected with Randy Orton what move would that have been (laughs) and how how much more impact does a does an RKO like that do like take for example the one on Evan Bourne the um shooting star press that he did yeah pretty um, if Randy Orton hadn't been there and Evan Bourne had just landed on his front would it have made any difference no what extra impact is Randy Orton there <laughs> doing other than maybe cushioning the blow <laughs> yeah. with his shoulder so you know yeah other, other things same same with like obviously in the main event the match starts with Cena doing four back to back AAs every single person and everyone just like Sammy gets AA'd alright Kevin runs in gets AA'd Baron runs in doesn't have a plan gets <laughs> AA'd Ziggler just runs straight at him gets yeah. AA'd so at least AJ went oh nope not doing that <laughs> yeah exactly AJ has a brain that's what makes him phenomenal but it's just it's just things like you you take it in isolation and you go just what are you yeah, doing a, there's a lot of that though I mean you have to we always say you have to suspend your your disbelief same same thing like Bret Hart would have won way more matches if he put his emphasis on the back and not the legs because the sharpshooter does not hurt your legs <laughs> yeah, no it he doesn't. wasted so much time you'd think a ring technician like him would know exactly that. Yeah. jeez but yeah so wrestling logic I mean I feel like we could go on for for days and days. <laughs> we, can do, we can have an episode out of this. <laughs> Hashtag wrestling logic. Um, I also enjoyed your yeah. If you want to stop someone beating someone up from the outside of the ring, just, just play, play their music. music. They'll stop. <laughs> I wonder how many times a wrestler said something and then they pause for like five seconds and then the music plays and then the wrestler's like, "Oh, does that? I guess I have to go." <laughs> I'll just go to the back now. Yeah. Same way as like Bray Wyatt's in the middle of a laughing fit or Matt Hardy's in the middle of a laughing fit and then the little like cut noise happens and then does Bray Wyatt just go I guess I'll go go to the back then. (laughs) That's that's, that's me done. It's just it's yeah. (laughs) It's just just ridiculous isn't it? Um, Wrestling. Wrestling. Um, (laughs) But you gotta love it. Gotta love it man. (laughs) Oh, Shucky ducky. Oh, we could have done a book of T sound clip for that. Need to get one. 
Rest of fast lane then. So yeah, we've touched on pretty much all the matches. Um, the the main event. Let's go with that one. I thought it was good. I thought it was alright. Pretty yeah. much what I expected. We all expected an AJ win as well. Um, it did in parts make me feel like he wasn't going to win, but it, it was pretty much never in doubt. <laughs> the Owen the Owens and Zayn bit was my favourite part of the match. The the way that Sammy had said he was going to lie down for Kevin. Um, and you, yeah, you sent some particularly great takes on uh, that situation to us on the WhatsApp group. Um, but the way he said he was going to lie down, then he said he was going to do it. Said to Kevin, "I'm man of my word, and I'm going to do it." And then the interpretation that you can have of that what actually unfolded was great. Yeah, there's so many, um, so many possible outcomes um, of what you personally can take away from that whole scenario. Like, was Sammy lying down for Kevin or was Sammy luring him in was Kevin picking him up and saying no not like this mm. or was that, was Kevin going to attack him did Sammy have intentions of lying down for him and then panicked when he thought Kevin was going to attack him mm-hmm. when in reality Kevin might have just been picking him up like, so many <laughs> so many potential things and I like the way that it wasn't just um, Sammy laid down Kevin went for it and Sammy tricked him it was like you could see the the turmoil from Kevin. Mm-hmm. Do I do it? Do I not? Do I trust him fully yet? Because it was all. Um, I guess it's all about Kevin's insecurity that could have potentially ruined another friendship. Yep. And I just enjoyed it. I thought it was the best segment of the match. Yeah, by far. I think. It, I think it really was. Um, I love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as a as two rivals. I, I've quite enjoyed them as as friends and allies, but as rivals, I don't think there's anything better on SmackDown. Perhaps even Raw, when in in terms of raw natural chemistry, yeah, and just they played it so well. That match in the last ten minutes of SmackDown this week were that match and the last ten minutes of SmackDown this week were. Fantastic! Yes, I think. Uh, definitely mm. enjoyed. Mainly because of these two. Definitely enjoyed that. What, what that I enjoyed bit. the most from this match was uh, Shane McMahon getting kicked in the face. <laughs> I was just about to say, can we talk about Shane getting kicked in the face as hard as I've seen anyone get kicked in the face ever? Why? 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 Why was he there? Why was he there? Yeah. So well, ask, ask Byron that question. Oh, <laughs> Def- backed up by his actions on SmackDown this week it's, do they tell Byron to be the most annoying and obnoxious as he possibly can I think and it to be so naturally to him blinded Cause, so he gets involved in the match prevents Kevin from winning mm-hmm. and it prevents Sammy from winning yep. Corey Graves saying he's um, he's overstepped his mark yep. Tom Phillips saying he's overstepped his mark Byron Saxton goes he's the commissioner of Smackdown Live he hasn't overstepped his mark <laughs> are you a fucking idiot <laughs> I can't stand Byron he's so cringy and I don't know what he brings to an announced team and he's just the worst yeah I mean <laughs> I enjoy how even Tom Phillips gets like gets on at him for how corny and just annoying he's being like as you say Tom Phillips was agreeing with Corey yeah Shane's overstepped his mark Tom Phillips is 
essentially the Michael Cole of SmackDown. Yeah. And Michael Cole is as straight laced as they come. They I really enjoy Tom Phillips, by the way. Um, and, you know, for even Tom Phillips to be a bit like he's overstepped his Mark Byron, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, that says something, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and even when, when, you know, the way he acts when a new day are around, I get it. You want to you want to play up or ham up the excitement and how positive they are and what effect they have. Great, that's fine. But he goes too far. Yeah, I feel like um, it's obviously him and Corey have got this thing going where they're like polar opposites. But I feel like Corey is the voice of the the nation, voice of the world, yeah, voice of the WWE universe. The amount of times you just say, "Shut up, Saxon." <laughs> <laughs> with a little bit of heel thrown in there with you know the, the, he's, I've noticed a lot more with Corey on Smackdown that he goes he leans a lot more to the heel side than he does when he's on Raw yeah because um, he hasn't got that baby face to work off of Raw yeah I mean like, what is Coach Coach is neutral Coach Michael Cole is personalityless. Coach was a better heel yeah. <laughs> than he is as a face exactly but he can't really he, he doesn't have any sort of um, sway as a heel now as a legitimate sports journalist why there's no reason for him to be a heel because he's not playing as a character is he he's just being himself um and if you're a heel and you're yourself you're just a little bit of a dick <laughs> if you're a heel and playing a character it's, 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 that's that will, fine um byron saxton would be the perfect heel yeah he'd be the most annoying yeah obnoxious he's the jason that, jordan of the announce table the jason jordan of the announce, same same with that percy watson in nxt just like he's an natural born heel yeah because he's a twat <laughs> but they shove him and down your throats as a clean and tidy baby face who wears like, onesies and loves bootios yeah so what you really feel oh, shit sideburn Byron Twatson actually true but does he live with his mum <laughs> is a grown man? I don't know. I don't know. Money. Hashtag sharp Byron. Um, yeah, fuck off Byron. <laughs> Ooh, Done big, with Byron. Big stream. <laughs> anyway, back to Fastlane. Um, that thing we were talking about the other week, I can mute a commentator. Yeah. That'd be great for yeah. Smackdown. <laughs> Although it wouldn't make much sense when they try and talk to each other. <laughs> just every now and then, you just hit Corey Graves. Shut, Shut up, up, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> um, rest of Fastlane then. What have we missed off? The, um, Charlotte. Charlotte would be right. I thought actually this match was quite good Better than I was four. really impressed by Ruby White ro- the Riot I didn't like how somehow a one on one match almost turned into a six woman tag yeah because it was like I wasn't expecting Riot to come out on her own no and they didn't make a big deal out of that either no and I thought maybe they'd, you know back in the day when even when Sean and Triple H were in DX in the very first iteration of it where Sean would say, right, I've got this note. You yeah. stay you guys stay here, don't worry, I've got this. Or even like they'd come out together and at the top of the ramp. And yeah, she sends them back. Yeah. Um They didn't mention it at all they, until they did. They did as she was coming out. Did they? Yeah, but it was very understated. Oh, it was right. almost as if it, they knew beforehand. Yeah. Um in storyline was. Um and then yeah, five minutes in for them to come out and do nothing of any like it was like they got them out purely so they could get Becky and Naomi out. Yeah. And I just thought, what? what's the point? Because Riot Squad didn't have any bearing on the match. I can't remember any. Well, they... Oh, apart from a little... They got Becky and Naomi They got them kicked right? out. But did, did they... Did they did I think yeah, they, they did beat up Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, they did a little bit. Not much. But I, I feel like 
the match wasn't enhanced by it. No. And it was a good match. It made Ruby Riot look a genuine contender. It did. And I take your point about them maybe not impacting the match in any way, but I think with the Riot squad there, with Becky and Naomi having been banished for as little time as that, that little slot was... It, it makes you think, oh, there's real actual danger of Charlotte losing this match now. Even though we, we kind of knew that she wasn't going to. It does plant that little seed of doubt. Once they're gone, it's kind of, well, it's straight up Ruby versus Charlotte now. Yeah. Charlotte's clearly going to win. I don't know if Ruby Riot's finisher maybe isn't established enough yet. Mm, but she I don't hit like the it. finisher pretty early on. And there was literally no reaction at all. She went for it, and she shouldn't hit she it. She hit it. Did she, she hit it like within the first couple of minutes? I thought she went for it, but didn't quite didn't hit nah, it. She did. She definitely did hit it. And Charlotte kicked out, but the crowd. Uh, yeah. It was there was just literally it was as if she just clotheslined her. There was nothing. It's not a particularly spectacular finisher, is it? No. It's a bit like the uh, Jordanzo or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. It was a, it was a decent match. Um, I thought it was good. I thought that was Ruby Riot sort of coming out party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as, as a singles person. Yeah. So she's definitely was... got a future. Yes. Um. So the rest of Fastlane, Shinsuke beat Rusev in what I thought was actually a really good match as well. Yep. Really great opener. Rusev is so over; it's ridiculous. Um. But what? Where does he actually fit on the card? I don't know. I don't think he will. He'll be at the Battle Royal. Yeah. Hopefully he'll win it. Hopefully, and that'd be cool. But um, well, we'll see about that. Where are we, are we actually sure there is a Battle Royal for the men? Now, this is something they've announced on Raw, isn't it? The, the fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal. Um, for the women. Um. Are we sure there will be one for men? Surely there will be. I'd assume there would still be, but they haven't mentioned anything. I don't think. No, I don't recall. No. Um, just a quick note on the pre-show. Didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. Haven't seen the match, but I know the results. Firstly, a shame to see Shelton and, and Chad Gable on the pre-show. I thought that sucks a little bit for them, mm-hmm. especially in the re- lead up to WrestleMania. Um, and they've had a good year. Teaming with Mojo Rawley. Ugh. Uh, against Brizango and their surprise partner, which was Ty Dillinger, which I don't think was really a much of a surprise to anyone. <laughs> um, Mojo, did you see his interview after? No, was this with Kathy Kelly? Yes, I think it was one of those two. <laughs> Where she went like running after him and he and he left. Basically, he said, "I'm done with this. Like, I don't need, I don't need to be the best wrestler. I'm a superstar." I don't yeah, need I, this. I saw the the first five seconds of it. Realised that she was chasing Mojo and <laughs> scrolled. So it was quite actually quite an interesting promo. Um, it it definitely wasn't scripted either, which um, made it even better, I guess. Um, so I'd be quite interested to see where that goes. Uh, well, although I would be if it wasn't Mojo Rawley, um, but it is. So I'm not that interested. <laughs> But we'll see. There wasn't anything, no sign of him on SmackDown or anything. So um, he's just going to do a Ziggler, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> but that means he has to come back. <laughs> well, he doesn't necessarily have to. Can he do? I won't say do an Enzo. <laughs> Definitely don't do an Enzo. Do anyone who's no longer around. <laughs> yeah. Do a um, do it. No, don't do a Rich Swan. Um, do a fabulous moon. Don't do a fabulous moon. <laughs> I don't think there's any uh, useful options we can have here. Do an Austin Aries. There you go. I 
Yeah, just, just leave the wrestling industry. <laughs> then I don't have to see you on my Twitter. You don't have to watch it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but it will come up on my Twitter at some point. People retweet. Mojo Rule is debut on ICW. <laughs> just around, any random indies. And that's yeah, we so much you hate the guy that you can't, even, you can't even bear to see it. It'll end up being down in Byron are my idea of hell if I was trapped in a room of them too he'll end up being on IPW and <laughs> down in Wolverton and we'll have to go see him <laughs> uh, we'll probably interview him as well we'll hear him from nice. my house saying how oh. about that playboy <laughs> <laughs> let's move on from Mojo let's move on from Mojo hopefully WWE do um, him and Jojo should form a tag team <laughs> Mojo Jojo <laughs> uh, it was her birthday the other day by the way what was it yeah. I'm sure Bray showered her with gifts and didn't her. pay his child support money <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sorry, kids, you can't eat today because it's JoJo's birthday. <laughs> um, allegedly. Allegedly. Well, 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 Did we cover it all? Um, good match between Rude and Orton. Oh yeah, Rude and Orton to win. This was my. Title, anyway. This was probably my favourite match of the night. It was good. It was long, which was so unexpected for me because basically I. I can't sit through round your matches because he bores the hell out of me. And Bobby Roode, yeah, he also bores the hell out of me um, as a face. I don't like him as a face. He needs to be a heel. But um, this match pleasantly surprised me, um, and I didn't expect Randy Orton to win. Although watching it, when watching it live, not knowing the result, I thought Randy Orton's definitely winning this match. <laughs> I saw a tweet about Randy Orton um, yeah, while I was watching Fastlane summed him up quite well which was um, Randy Orton matches headlock and RKO m- no effort headlock RKO and cool pose minimal effort <laughs> headlock cool pose and cool RKO maximum effort yeah <laughs> which I guess is true that's yeah. pretty much all you can ever remember yeah if you think about his best matches from the last five years they pretty much all consist of a really cool RKO <laughs> yeah but him being in this match made it feel to me anyway kind of like a main event match yeah it did to me as well had it been Jinder I think if it was fodder. if it was like a 10 minute match mm. maybe not but the fact that it went 15 to 20 minutes felt like it could have closed the show and they can do that on Smackdown pay-per-views because they still get the three hours but they don't have as much to fit in yeah so that matches do tend to be longer which I always love because I think I hate rushed matches where you know they could have done so much more but they haven't been given time which I feel could be a Bethema Wrestlemania yeah unfortunately it will be um but hey they don't get paid by the hour right <laughs> um, I don't know I don't know <laughs> are they waged or salaried um who cares um but yeah i why does Stephanie have two contracts? And why does yeah? Why does she have two contracts? Are we ever going to get that explanation? What was in that box? Does Kurt Angle have a performance contract? <laughs> he must do. He's been performing. Yeah, but I imagine you can maybe get a one-off contract. Let's move. Who on. cares? Tangent. <laughs> That's what we do best. Overall, then fast lane, really positive. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think the the storylines have advanced. We we got confirmation that we're getting AJ versus Shinsuke we we haven't mentioned Asuka oh yeah (laughs) that happened well we got confirmation that we're getting Asuka Charlotte that's yeah kind of feeds into my AJ Shinsuke thing just rocked up 
um, just rocked up and that didn't say anything, which is probably a good thing. Which up until at the sign. Up until Raw left me wondering what the hell are they doing with Alexa? Yeah, but we think we know what's going on there now. Yeah. We'll get to that. I have quite a strong opinion on this this whole thing. Um but anyway. Mm, cliffhanger. <laughs> Ask a Charlotte, really excited to see this. Um The Queen versus the Empress. Decent tagline in it. Yeah, and I also liked I guess we'll get on to it, but on Raw, Asuka's explanation, tying in the whole Ric Flair theme. Mm. And on SmackDown, her little explanation. Yeah, I thought that was good. Um, I like the way this has been worked worked in with the whole of the women's division. I think it's quite good. But anyway, um, so Fastlane then, overall view, we still haven't decided on a permanent rating system, have we? <laughs> I'm gonna 10 out of 10. Out of 10? That's what I reckon. I'm going to give it a 7.5. Yeah, that's fair. Seven to seven point five for me. Seven point two five, kind of middle. I think high points were um, Rusev Nakamura, Rude Orton, main event, the main event, and the fact that AJ won, the fact that Asuka's challenged Charlotte, tag team beat and down, the, the Bludgeon Brothers beat down. I think. But when, when you put it like that, you know, strong contender for maybe you, more. <laughs> the only other match on that card, Becky Naomi, is, yeah. Carmella which wasn't Natal. bad wasn't terrible they weren't great they weren't terrible um, certainly should have been on the pre-show though <laughs> yeah. the whole show exceeded expectations for me yeah which is which is wasn't, positive yeah it didn't blow me away no but it, it shifted me it shifted you <laughs> uh, okay yeah, I like that um, so thumbs up for Fastlane we'll get Matt's take on it hopefully next week um, I'm sure he'll have the opposite of it he usually does yeah um, but I'm before sure. I even watched it because you said I didn't even watch Fastlane and I think I was just only just starting Matt goes yeah it was shit so <laughs> did he? I'm pretty sure yeah uh, quick look while we're I, did, I think I missed that on the air um, I said you said have we now all seen Fastlane I said I'll just finish Rude Orton he went yes it was shit ah so, you know, that's what Matt thinks. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. I guess that's Matt's opinion, but uh, i got to say he's wrong. You can take that opinion. <laughs> turn that some bitch sideways. <laughs> How do you turn an opinion sideways? I don't know, but at the end of the day, it's going straight up his can of ass. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, uh, on that note then, um, how about we get into some Monday Night Raw? So, where the hell was Raw from this week, Hayden? It was somewhere near Columbus. Was it Detroit? <laughs> was it Columbus, was Columbus, Ohio, Detroit? It was Detroit. It was Detroit, Michigan. Because um, they announced Oh, because they were Kid really Rock. cheering for Rhino. Rhino, now I know yeah. Why. Now I don't know why. Oh, I thought he was really popular. And um, they announced the whole Kid Rock Hall of Fame thing. He's from Detroit, He's from Detroit oh, okay. yeah. Um, God, the picture they used for this thing. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> As someone described it, it's like a mixture of... Um, Michael Hayes and Enzo Amore yeah. on the crack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was really bad. Um, I, how do I feel about Kid Rock? Let's just put it this way. 
I have no opinion on the man. <laughs> no. Apparently, I've heard this before from um, Taz. He, Vince McMahon, loves Kid Rock. Mm. He says that you go on his private jet, and all he's playing is Kid Rock. Really? Yeah, it's just all he listens to. Well, explain than, why he's been affiliated with WWE like, for so long. Other than things like Sinatra, mm. Kid Rock is what he listens to. <laughs> so weird. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Um, if Kid Rock's going in. Limp, Limp Biscuit deserve to go in. They hate them now, don't they? Uh, there been some sort of relationship breakdown there. I don't know. Yeah, I think they do. I don't know why you would. It just they did the fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this association with WWE, I'm assuming, started back with the Undertaker's theme, which yeah. um, was it originally Limp Biscuit, and then it was. Kid no, Rock or was it the other yeah, way around yeah and so that's we're talking 2000 yeah uh, mid 2000 which if you think about it, it's a really long time I mean it's only oh my god 18 years yep <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez yeah um, almost as um, I was uh, almost as old as you his affiliation with WWE oh right I thought, I thought he was saying you were nearly as old as me like, I'm, I'm much much older than you no, um, at that <laughs> no. um, yeah I was f- nearly five nearly five years old Taker came out as the uh, American badass yeah um, so Kid Rock um, I don't care I don't really care I'm, I'm not particularly interested to see his Hall of Fame speech but his, some of his music's alright. I actually quite like his um, New Orleans WrestleMania song. Oh, is, is that him? Yeah, that's him. Ah. I actually really quite like that song. <laughs> Other than the fact that he says, he says, oh, like he says it in a really weird way, but. Oh, I never knew that was him. Yeah, that's him. Quite like still it. still making music. Well, yeah, he still is. Why is he called Kid Rock? I have no idea. Man he, he's like, yeah, man, man, man dad rock. <laughs> like man zone. And. Beach men, men to men, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um. Women allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Spice women. <laughs> we could go on. Doing it? Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone will listen to it, but we. Can. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So back to Raw then. So we had a Raw kicked off with Kurt Angle which is not uncommon um, another Roman shoot promo um, which I enjoyed I've got sure. to say I liked nice it and succinct. I, the only thing that I wasn't so keen on was the way Roman would big himself up when he, when he would say something he said something he said that Brock was Vince's boy yeah and then you could see him being like, "Yep, I said it. I said it. <laughs> yep, yep, I went there." Like he didn't need to do that. Just... Yeah, it doesn't quite work coming from Roman, that does it? No, like I think that line was specifically designed to piss the internet off. Yeah, <laughs> Roman Reigns calling someone else Vince's, <laughs> Vince's boy. boy. Yeah, <laughs> literally the, the amount of tweets I saw of people saying, "I can't get over the irony." Yeah. It was funny. It was good. It was a good segment, and it's something that we've never seen before. Mm. With him, then going backstage and confronting Vince in Gorilla, you yep. never see Gorilla. No, well, you do sometimes, but in documentaries, yeah. But in TV, I don't recall ever seeing it. Yeah, 
Um, There's been a few times. Um, I've probably when Shane and Shane, Shane and AJ, AJ yeah, or last year. Yeah, but, yeah. It was interesting. It was good. Uh, the guy getting in the way. So, like, Vince was takes his headset off and goes, let's go talk about this. So, they need to get through, but there's a guy with a headset connected to the table <laughs> in the way, so he had to get in front of them so they can go around it. It was just a bit of a cluster. Um, why is Shane on Raw, helping his dad produce the show? Did you see Owens' tweet? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, nice to see that all the SmackDown Live superstars are doing a live show in somewhere today, and Shane's just off sitting with his dad at Raw. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, yeah, the SmackDown commissioner... It's helping produce Raw. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, so, so you yeah. know, stuff like that. Did you see Road Dog this week on um, Renee Young's Instagram? No. Live. Um, um, he, she was just backstage before the show started and she was doing a quick little, like, a couple of questions with him. And he was like, um, right, I better go off now. It's time for me to go and kill Smackdown. <laughs> 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 Hashtag fire Road Dog. <laughs> He's fully aware of it. <laughs> And he was like, I think he was at Raw. He was saying how like she was like, yeah, what, what a show last night for the fast. And he was like, yeah, great show, but no one's no one's going to say that. Are they? <laughs> no one's going to say thank you, Road Dog. No. Keep hiring Road Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Full time employment. <laughs> so yeah, that was funny. Some little backstage stuff this week. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, back to the Roman Vince ish. I. Um, <laughs> I really quite enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was intense. Yeah. And I think that works for Roman. This I, I tweeted this as well. This makes me feel um, that this storyline is being managed and written by Paul Heyman. Yeah. That it was too reality-based and cutting-edge for it to be normal creative <laughs> yeah yeah i don't yeah whoever's whoever's gotten a hold of this roman brock storyline be it paul Heyman, be it vince be it whoever it's really smart this is smart um but just do that all the time <laughs> just do that yeah just have Heyman do things just like this is how roman should be portrayed he's a big tough guy who doesn't need protecting because like at the end of the day, we all know that Vince is right back there behind the behind the entranceway. Yeah. Um, and Roman says it himself: the guy that I literally walked yeah, past. Exactly. And that's the sort of little tiny thing that makes that get in my eyes is is helping this Roman situation. He's not he's not going to be fully over with all the fans. There's going to be males of our demographic who are always going to boo him because that's what they do. But in my eyes, this is what the little tiny things like that is what's getting him over the the reality yeah and th- putting it in a context that fans can understand by saying yeah. if you didn't turn up to work yeah you'd get fired yeah same way that this guy's contracted to work for us and he didn't turn up yeah right putting it in that way makes you go oh yeah yeah, he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> yeah, Roman is right. He's there every day. Yeah, and as you say, the, the line about the guy I literally just walked past and you didn't even have the respect to tell me what was going on. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't... The, no other person talks about that. Like, no one ever mentions the fact that Vince is behind there, even though we know he is, because we see it all the time on documentaries and stuff. Whereas when, when he turns up to two-thirds of the way through a show... Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't actually there. happen, yeah. It's a bit like that Triple H situation last week where it's like, surprise, surprise, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just really enjoyed this segment and I thought 
it's a little bit weird. Obviously, Roman was talking about a lack of respect, and I think if you look back over the history of everything that's ever happened in WWE to Vince on screen by at the hands of a wrestler, and I'm thinking the likes of Stone Cold, Triple H, etc., who have literally tried to kill him um, in certain times, who have taken him hostage and fired a gun at his head only for it to be a fake. Um, what did Roman do so terrible to get himself suspended? <laughs> I guess it's the manner in which he did it on live TV. Um, so remember when Stone Cold took Vince hostage? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when the Undertaker abducted his daughter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Do you remember when Triple H... They were different times. Do you remember when Triple H drugged his daughter <laughs> and married her at a Vegas drive-thru? <laughs> yep. Remember when Shane, his own son, bought Vince McMahon... Uh, bought Vince McMahon? Bought WCW <laughs> from under his nose and remember then when, fought him for it. Remember when Kevin Owens beat the shit out of him? <laughs> Yeah. What happened to these people? Nothing. So what has Roman done so terrible that now he's temporarily whatever that means suspended to go for attacking Kevin. He, yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> but only because he didn't finish the job. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, good segment. <laughs> it's good segment. But again, hashtag wrestling logic. Uh, I thought I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, and Roman looked suitably pissed, suitably pissed off once he came out of Vince's office. Which I wonder was good. when they're going to bring him back. I reckon. Roman. I reckon. Now, my this is my viewpoint of it. Brock will be there next week. Roman and Roman will invade, make his way through the crowd, Shit. and attack. And hopefully, that won't be met with a chorus of boos. <laughs> yes, or a, um, a termination for not following the yeah. suspension. <laughs> yeah, um, breaking parole. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm it is building intrigue for yeah, WrestleMania. Just having event. Vince on TV makes everything seem more legit. It's, it makes it seem more, it's all you automatically set up and take notice because yeah. nothing Vince gets involved in is is half assed is it? At this stage of his career and his life, um, you just yeah you, you know that he's getting involved because the situation is important enough for him to do so. Um, and WrestleMania. What do we actually? What do we think is actually happening with Brock? Is this all a work, or do you reckon there's an element of truth to what's happening? Um, I don't know. I think they're definitely they're playing up to what people have been saying online and all that kind of stuff over the last couple of months. Um, however, I do think it's a bit of a piss take for the fans yeah. who get advertised Brock Lesnar. Um, for him not to be there, probably purely for storyline reasons. I think it's a bit, bit of a mistake. But I don't know. Is it, I don't know if he's sticking around. Uh, I not idea. Mm, yeah. Personally, I reckon he's off after Mania, and I think the first no show may have been legit. I don't know. The one after Elimination Chamber. Yeah, but. The this one I believe is fully fully storyline based. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that first one was legit. I'm sure I'm sure the dirt sheets got that information out there, but you know sometimes I try not to read them for a little while because this one always me about wrestling fans because people always moan about predictability, but then they go and read all the dirt sheets so yeah. they can find out exactly what's going to happen, and only for them to go moan about it. <laughs> yeah, 
and so sometimes I like to take a little break but then it's, it's, it's a bit addictive really just to find out isn't it try and dish the dirt sometimes, like, a lot of the time I don't intentionally find out that's true I don't go looking for it it, yeah. can't be, it appears in my face the perils of uh, social media yes um, so the rest of Raw then so let's kind of rattle through what went down there was a Miss TV segment with Seth and Finn which ultimately led to a Seth and Finn match which ultimately led to a Finn win uh, over Seth clean which is strange but welcome um, I enjoyed that match mm-hmm. I know that these three can do great things I doubt they'll get given the time to do it. <laughs> Miz's face when they both yeah. stood up and faced off. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Miz is, is playing this really, really well. Um, because wrestlers are stupid. Yeah. They, he tries to play, he tries to kind of get with Seth and go against Balor. Didn't work. So Balor, he tries it on Balor and Balor goes, you literally just did this with Seth. <laughs> yeah. So today you go, oh yeah, that was actually quite smart and logical. Like he sees, sees through it. And all it takes is one little snide comment. Yeah. <laughs> Two seconds later, they're challenging each other to a match, and Miz is there going, like, Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. I liked Finn's um, I beat you with one arm comment. I thought that was good. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like, and what I don't like is his bright blue jacket, and also how much she's smiling. I wonder if they're doing this because. They have to be. Um, in terms of the colours, because generally all three of these people wear black. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they want, like, Seth was wearing his fiery stuff, Finn was wearing his blue stuff, Miz will probably wear his black stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I wonder whether they're just doing that so not everyone's wearing black. I think it's, it's, it might just be a a standout from the crowd sort of thing. Maybe. Finn. But the blue jacket has to go. It's very I'm all right blue. with the blue out, like, the blue trunks and boots and stuff, but the, the jacket is terrible. It's, it looks yeah. plastic. It's very blue. It's too blue. Bit of blue. Um, so yeah that led to a match which Finn won in, and actually I really enjoyed the ending uh, the way that Finn actually rolled him up yeah, never seen, that, never seen anyone do that before which is good um, not to Seth um, main aspects of Raw then so okay this this whole Alexa Naya thing oh, yeah, give us your take well I said I have a strong opinion it's probably not that strong might be a bit, bit an exaggeration um, but we all know that Alexa has struggled in the past with her body eating disorder yeah uh, eating disorders and the like and she's been quite open about it on podcasts if you haven't heard go back and I'd suggest listening to Lillian Garcia's mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember what it's called now um, Chasing Glory Chasing Glory um, obviously once you've listened to every single episode of ours but go back and listen to that you'll hear all about it um, and I can't imagine I'm alright with Alexa being a bit of a bitch like she plays the mean girl, the mean girl um, yeah. character really really well probably better than anybody else on the roster um, but for her to take it into the realms of and I'm not blaming her I'm blaming the, the script writing and the creative here but for her to take it into the realms of saying that basically mocking the way Nia looks because of her size and weight um, it doesn't she's sit like Shrek walking through yeah, the airport. it's bullying which yeah it's wrestling and it's you know it's, you, bu- you physically bully people even you can emotionally bully them too you know but you know, it, it's, it's, it is flat out bullying and 
it just it just every time when I was watching it and listening to everything that the hero Mickey was saying, it just made me feel uncomfortable. I felt like it was always obvious to me anyway that they have f- for for ages now they've had plans for Naya to be a face. Yeah. Um, and I, I it was I was always curious as to how they were going to do it. They kind of dropped the ball on the original one where she. Um, she go anywhere, drops did Alexa um, and then just two weeks later they're buddies again yeah um, so in terms of sympathy wise um, no better way to do it than doing a bullying body shaming storyline because it's so something this... that a, a lot of people can relate to yeah and it's, but it's a very side sensitive topic yeah. and hard to get right yeah this is the flip side I actually really am intrigued by this storyline I don't know if that's because it made me feel uncomfortable or I'm intrigued it, despite the fact that it made me feel uncomfortable you know I would imagine that's what it's designed to do mm. to make you uncomfortable yeah um no one should be comfortable with the idea of two people beating each other up for your entertainment, <laughs> well, really. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and especially when there's personal motives behind it. Uh, but yeah, it's just, um, especially in this day and age, like this isn't the Attitude Era where any, anything went. Yeah. It's, it's very, um, like, I, I don't want to see, I haven't seen any so far, but I don't want to see any kind of backlash towards Alexa online yeah. for this because you know that because it's not her fault you know that wrestling fans can be like that um, all you have to do is search for Sasha Banks on Twitter and you see the amount of hate that she gets from people yeah and like imagine with how sensitive everyone is today imagine if somebody outside of wrestling catches wind of this mm. see the video or whatever um like, does that look good no. on WWE? No, I don't <laughs> think it does. It's not the sort of product you'd want your children to be watching. Yeah, like, I, I'm all for edgy storylines. So am I. I love it. There's nowhere near. <laughs> there's nowhere near enough, mm. and I'm I'm perfectly fine with this storyline, but I can see the risks, and I can mm. see why it might not go down well with some people. I think it's just the way that. The world is I think that we've been we've have we have it drilled into us now that these things aren't right. So even when you see on something that is clearly as I wanna say fake but as as predetermined and scripted as wrestling is, as is entertainment at the end of the day, that when you see it on something like that you don't find it entertaining. You find it disturbing, a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, and the only possible ending for this is Naya wins. Like to have Naya get verbally beat down and then not come away with a victory over Alexa yeah would look like that you can't beat bullies yeah like, what kind of message would that send to kids who are getting bullied yeah and just on again on the flip side of, of this I, I actually enjoyed this segment in even though it made me feel uncomfortable I enjoyed this and I enjoyed the way that they actually explained why the microphone was on or at least yeah, why they were that's being exactly, I was sitting here watching it with dad and I was going there's a camera and a microphone yeah. on a stand right there yeah. like why are you because they wouldn't usually do that it's usually just be like oh it plays out to everyone for no reason and then like they don't know that they're playing it to everyone yeah. like when wrestlers have private conversations 
on camera like when yeah. there's a cameraman in your and, face but it, and it wasn't um oh there's an there's uh, an interview and it's happening now it's, yeah. there's an interview and it's happening now because the original one with Asuka got cut short yeah, like, exactly. there was a reason for it to happen like that yeah which was good um so yeah I mean I enjoyed that part um, and Alexa and Mickey played it well this was my thought about the whole Mickey thing because no one really has ever explained why, why? Mickey is, yeah. is team with Alexa it's, it's why she has to be a bitch now it's to be that foil isn't it to be that buffer between Alexa and Naya that's that's the only reason why she's been brought into this yeah it's it's also um, if you've ever encountered bullies in school they're very rarely on their own aren't they yeah exactly it, a, it does play into the whole mean girl group thing uh, Alexa could really I don't think this situation would work on its own it does make you think whether they they brought they did this whole change of Nikki specifically for that segment where Alexa has to be talking to someone about it <laughs> yeah maybe she, who else is she going to talk to she just, has no other friends other than Naya or the, just the makeup lady yeah. or some, um, someone like that Charlie or, or Paige or, or someone but and not like they particularly get on um, so makes me wonder whether they did this all specifically for that segment in mind um, wouldn't wouldn't put it past them but hey I'm not going to bash this storyline because I actually quite yeah. and it if intrigues turning, me if you're turning Nia face it's you needed need, you need to heal I think uh, I can picture at Wrestlemania Nia getting a good reaction to winning the title however I can also picture her not getting a very good reaction because nothing I ever predicted ever comes true <laughs> yeah well you know women's wrestling apparently um, <laughs> yeah there's the thing with I've always found with people like her people like Braun especially when Big Show had the title I'm not in, in as intrigued in these people with titles yeah I'm the same same how I never felt Undertaker really worked especially later on when he has a title yeah um yeah, like I don't necessarily want to see Braun as Intercontinental or United um, Universal Champion or Tag Team Champion. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, yeah, no, I I agree, but I I think Nia deserves a run with it. Yeah, I wouldn't deny it. It'll be underwhelming as a run. <laughs> It'll be underwhelming as a run, I think, as as a champion, and she'll probably end up losing it back to Alexa at some point. Yeah, how, it's just the thing. How do you get it off someone like that? Well, it's the same way people Not always say. Mind. How do you eliminate them from Royal Rumble and things like that? You know, it can be done. <laughs> but hey, I, I mean, I'm assuming that. Asuka will be moving to SmackDown after WrestleMania. The probability being that she will be women's champion at that point. Um, So, do we think Charlotte moves in the opposite direction? I know know the bar touched on a superstar shake-up after Mania. I I wouldn't... I don't think there's a long-term place for Charlotte and Asuka on the same show. So one of them will have to move to Raw. And that would make sense to be Charlotte, right? And then set up a Rousey match at SummerSlam or something. Yep, and there is that. Um, but then who, you know, is it still, do we go Alexa Nia throughout the whole year? I don't know. Um, it remains to be seen. Where does, I don't know, where does Absolution fit in? Um, that's about it, really, with the women's roster. I'm sure there might be some other movement, maybe even call ups from NXT. Where does Sasha and Bailey fit in into all of this? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's uh, again the storyline intrigued me. It certainly piqued my interest, um, and Nia played it really well. 
she's actually quite impressing me with her acting chops. Yeah, I'm. Moment. I'm. Although I did find it slightly uncomfortable to watch her trying to rip across suitcases and throwing things, and one of them landed on the camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm um, I'm perfectly fine with her crying and being vulnerable like this because it's the natural reaction it's that anyone believable. would have. Yeah, Even if she's, she's a, not like inhuman. she's a she's a big woman. Fine, but, but she's still a woman. Yeah, she's a human yeah. being who would react the same way that everyone else does. Yeah. Wrestler um, logic. Um, they're on camera. You know where they are. Yeah. Go and find them then. Yeah. Don't wait for them to. Yeah, wait for them leave. to go. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, another snippet of wrestler logic, but you know, I thought this thing was fine, it was interesting. Assume it leads to a WrestleMania match. Yeah. Um. Wait and see. It was. A, it, do we think it was Nia's big face turn moment? This. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was cemented it and anyway. I, we haven't. We haven't actually mentioned it. Um. Really well set up immediately before this when Alexa goes backstage to find her gives her a pep talk um, tells her she loves her gives her a hug says you'll be in my corner next week won't you yeah really well set up by that yeah because um, it really emphasised the bitchiness later on yeah just from her referring all the like oh, I don't love her I'm just like I'm just I'm using her yeah a lot of a lot of sound clips which they're going to put in the promo package but yeah, I can almost picture it already. To be fair, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm interested. I mean, Raw's doing a really good job of getting me interested in these stories. Yeah, um, if only it could stay WrestleMania season all year, yeah. year long. <laughs> Unfortunately, it can't. Would be spoiled. Um, what else was the? Who were the big movers and shakers on Raw then this week? I mean, the whole tag team thing. Uh, Full disclosure here, I haven't actually finished watching Raw as we record. So, Aiden, I'm going to need you to fill me in with some stuff with what happened. From what I can tell, there was a battle royal between tag teams to decide who would face the bar at WrestleMania, and Braun Strowman entered and won. Correct. <laughs> so, what does tag- this what does this do for the rest of the tag team division? By the way, no idea. All the tag teams are in the ring. Come, come back from break all tag teams are in the ring Sheamus and Cesaro going on commentary before the match even starts Braun Strowman's music hits and everyone's like what the fuck's going on he gets into the ring and the referee's like Braun you can't be in this you've got to go and he mm. just literally just goes ring the bell <laughs> the referee just rings the bell <laughs> um, it was an over the top rope uh, elimination was it one of these where if your partner gets eliminated you no. get eliminated no, it was like um, literally within two seconds, Apollo gets eliminated, and Titus lasted for about another five ten minutes after that. But Apollo can't swallow. Is that what we agreed on? No, I, but, feel, I feel like getting eliminated so quickly was hard to swallow. Hard to swallow for Apollo. Um, and it was not a great night for Titus either. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that was good. No, it was. It was weird, um, but. Bond didn't necessarily get a, a loud reaction when he comes out. Yeah. Um, which is odd because usually he does. And it went on quite a while, to be fair, the match. There was a lot of um, outside huddling by the rest of the teams. There was Revival, Club. Slater, and Ry- <laughs> Slater and Rhino, Club, Tights Worldwide, and Dallas and Axel. Um, yeah, like. Revival got eliminated just midway through the match, very underwhelmingly. Very underwhelming. Um, Who did it come down to? 
Carl Anderson and Strowman. Carl Anderson well, got him down on least, one knee. You'd think at least Luke Gallows. Well, Luke Gallows gave him like two, three super kicks in a row, had him leaning against the ropes, and he runs to the other uh, rope. Oh, what an idiot. As he ran to the other rope, Braun just clotheslined him over. <laughs> um, so then, it, yeah, it was just Carl Anderson, and he, he did the whole yeah kick. Um, <laughs> super kicked him a couple of times, got him down to one knee, and then eventually Strowman just picked him up, chucked him over the rope onto everyone else. Um, Did his feet touch the floor though? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Um, not for about ten seconds. Anyway. <laughs> um, but the bell already run by that point. Yeah, yeah right. shown one. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> it was funny because Coachman was like, "I mean, technically there was nothing in the rule stating a tag team. It had to be a tag team who went." And Michael was like, "It was literally a, it's a tag team <laughs> it's battle, a tag battle team royal." Battle royal. <laughs> <laughs> they just shut him down. It's yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bit, it was just a bit weird. Uh, oh, oh, we can't get. It can't be a handicap match. And be. if it is, he can't win. Can't win, and boot like it's in, it's different, kind of interesting. But can we really not come up with something for our tag team division when we don't have like the Hardys? Yeah. Like, Really? Hmm. Like, because after WrestleMania, I know we've had the Superstar Shake Up. After Mania, we had Sheamus and Cesaro. We had um, Gallows and Anderson. We had Enzo and Big Cass. We the, had the Hardys. The we revival. had the New Day. De- debut. We had the Revival. Yeah. And, like, the Raw after SmackDown, everyone was like, man, Raw's tag team division is going to kill SmackDown. The Raw after SmackDown. <laughs> after, after WrestleMania. And since then, it's all it's been all SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's weird. Yeah, I don't. I, no idea what they're gonna do, but you know, I I want Braun. He, he didn't say he didn't say anything, but I want Braun to say, you know, I've got some partners. These, these hands. hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God! And then the words "these hands" would appear yeah, on the screen. Just magic. Um, yeah, weird ending. It's a bit weird. Didn't see it coming. I mean, do you think we get to the stage where? Alright, they make the handicap match, but Sheamus and Cesaro constantly beat down Braun together for the next few weeks until Braun is forced to finding a partner. But who could it And that partner be? might be, I don't know, say a returning Big Show or... Oh, God. Kane. <laughs> oh, God. Any of Braun's massive rivals from the last few, few months. Um, Roman, when Brock doesn't show up. Yeah, that's the backup plan. I don't, I don't like well it's not that I don't like it mm. it's just makes attack teams look shit yeah how am I then supposed to believe it's hard enough to believe that anyone um, can put up a legit challenge to Seamus and Zara because they run through everyone yeah but for then all of the contenders to get run through by one man bit weird um Rest of Raw then. So, what, what, what was there much else? We had Asker's explanation to Charlie, I think, um, as to why she challenged Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the whole uh, "to beat the woman." To be the woman, you have to beat the woman. Quote. Well, that was good. Um, I liked the way Alexa <laughs> tried to <laughs> said she was uh, basically translating or interpreting what what Asker was saying. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah. Um, but we've sort of covered Alexa and Nia, haven't we? I thought Asuka did. She had two 
two back-to-back nights of promos, and I thought she did pretty well with her promos. <laughs> always, she kind of makes me laugh how she flips from talking normally to I, like I shouting like at you. How she makes statements in English and talks trash in Japanese. Yeah, like all foreign heels do. <laughs> She's like, because I will win. I you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder what they're saying. Yeah. I imagine it's something like completely irrelevant to the topic and they're just saying things because it sounds like yeah. no one's going to know what they're saying. I'm sure someone does. Someone will know, yeah. Um, but Alexa doesn't know that she's actually talking about what she wants to have for dinner later on. <laughs> the um, Elias segment, a bit strange. Oh, poor old Elias. Didn't man. sing and then just left. Yeah. Felt really bad for him. Yeah, I felt bad. Neck brace. Yeah. Um, don't know where this is going. Maybe he'll be Braun's secret partner. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that... If you can't beat him, join him. What, what, is, what would be the plan? Battle Royale. Maybe. Maybe. I, I bloody love Elias. I think he needs to be... Next year needs to be his year. I'd be fine with an Incontinental title run. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't mean Universal yeah. title. <laughs> Maybe a singles tag team title run. Yeah. That seems to be what they do. Yeah, they can do that now. Um... But yeah, I, think, I, I see big things for Elias, so hopefully they do too. Should we, they uh, they invest a lot of time in him. Yeah, they really do. Have you watched, I watched them last week, his ride-along. Oh, I'm not saying that. Who's he with? Just as him in a limo, oh. play, playing his guitar, <laughs> okay. uh, talk about stories and all that stuff, and he's in character the whole time. Yeah. Um, and it's really entertaining. He's, um, he does a whole bunch of songs. He's he's releasing an album. Is he? They Yeah, they, they, there's... He's in the studio, there's releasing something, it's going on iTunes, um, and I, I assume potentially Spotify, because that's the only one I have, <laughs> um, that'd be cool, um, but yeah, he's got like a whole album of songs that he was going to be doing. Like real songs, or Some like... Some of them are real songs, like ones that he's written, like he says he's got stuff that he's had around for years that aren't, like cause he did one saying like the town that he was going to and he was mm. trashing on the town but there was other ones where it's like it's about him and things he wasn't happy with in his, in his life before and stuff like he's actually quite interesting and he's an alright singer um, is he? And but I think he's alright um, and in the limo it was good because it was quite low and didn't have to get loud or whatever but, yeah. and they showed clips of him recording music in the studio and he was still in character then <laughs> um, being like you like you need to turn me up like all all, all I want to hear is me yeah. and and he's there to the to the producers he's like turn me up and then smooth me out and then tune the guitar and they're like um, okay <laughs> <laughs> they're like you want us to smooth you out <laughs> um, but yeah it's, it's funny you should go watch it alright I'll, yeah, I'll go give that a and watch so I think that's the same episode where they've got um, the club the Balor club on Again, um, was that the episode? Yeah, that was that episode. It's got the, they've got the um, the club with Balor on it, right. and they've got a couple cut out of AJ. And Carl Anderson has the best impression of AJ. Like, it sounds <laughs> so like him. Haven't they done that before? Isn't that done that whole episode? They did one with AJ with a Balor cut out. Ah, uh, right. And then they did one. I think they did ones on their own. Oh, because I remember Carl. I remember Carl Anderson. I think of Carl Anderson trying to do a Finn Balor impression. Yeah, yeah. Carl <laughs> Anderson's like. Been here eighteen months. Um, we've been on one WrestleMania, three um, ride-alongs, and we've won one match. <laughs> 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 um, and it, this is before they got together on TV. And 
as they're riding along, um, they will get a text saying, oh, by the way, Baller Club versus like Mr. Rog or something like that mm. on Monday. And they're mm. like, holy shit, this, this, this is too this sweet. Is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and they all had the, they had bullet holes in their car. Yeah. Because all cars now have the personalised number plates and stuff, and they had bullet holes in the car. They were all like, oh, what? Bullet holes all over the car. What what does this signify? <laughs> ah, I'll, I'll go give that it's one a good watch. episode. Yeah, I quite like the ride alongs actually. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. Um, is there anything else on Raw you want to cover? So should we talk about the which Matt ninety nine percent predicted? Oh, the um, the Moolah fabulous Moolah yeah. Memorial Battle Royal, yeah. which he originally said would be May Young, but we've already had the classic. So yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen the online backlash for this? No, I haven't. Have you not? No. There's, been literally, there's petitions for them to remove this or Why? change the name. Because apparently Fabulous Moolah is a fucking terrible person. <laughs> was a terrible person. Okay. I didn't um, know anything about this. Things to, things to do with, like... Obviously there was, like, racism and all that back then because that was side of the times. But yeah. um, she would run... This is all stuff that I've read online. She would run wrestling classes um, wrestling like have a gym um, charge women a hell of a lot to teach them and would then have other people teach them but she would whore them out oh okay they would be prostitutes for her um, a, a lot to other male wrestlers um, but she would charge them a lot to teach them and then she'd make them move into this apartment complex which she owned and would charge him a shitload of rent, so she'd get rent money from him, and would also... So she was a pimp? Basically, yeah. Um, and then all, all the classic old-school wrestler stuff of refusing to put people over. Um, well, standard. She did uh, an original screw job with Wendy Rick- Richter. Richter. Um, she was meant to... You know, she basically stole the title off her because was, Wendy was going to another promotion and was going to drop it at some point, but they just did it then <laughs> um, to which they, they hated each other and they never reconciled on mm. the day she died mm. uh, just yeah a lot of like a lot of really terrible sounding things I didn't know any of this no. go go look it up online there's a, there's there's petitions um, well they're not going to change basically I, I saw an article and it was entitled um, why I'm hoping um Fabulous Moolah is burning in hell. And I was like, well, this is interesting. <laughs> and I read it. And, That's yeah. a newsworthy headline. Um, I was going to send it, but didn't. Um, yeah, there's a massive... Back, like, people wanted to be named to, like, either May Young or to China. China Memorial Battle. Like, just give it Lita, give it Trish, whatever. Like, just, well, they, they just anyone but Moolah. Yeah. Um, Linda McMahon. <laughs> Fuck it, let's just give it to Stephanie. Oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> but, like, I knew nothing about this until yeah. um, it was announced. But yeah, like, people are losing their minds. Because people are saying, like, um, my little daughter is watching her favourite wrestlers talk about why they love Moolah so much. Mm. Um, and then if she ever finds out the truth mm. about Moolah, or if I have to tell her, then it's just not, not good. Yeah, I can see where people are coming from. Um yeah, I didn't know anything about that. Interesting. I'll have to go read up on some of that. It sounds terrible. Yeah, I'll send you the article in a sec. But I'm sure it's... I'm sure there's an explanation <laughs> for everything. Um, other than it being a sign of the times. 
But um, yeah, they're interested. Thanks for that. Didn't know that. The more you know. I can't see them budging on it though. No, it's too late now. Yeah. They've already committed to they've it. Done because, a video, they've done a video package now. Because she's too late. Um, because she's dead. Um, they can present her any way they want. Yeah. Um, it, it pissed me off. Um, Bailey saying, oh, I grew up watching her. Did you grow up in the 60s? <laughs> yeah. And the, the ruler that you grew up watching would be the same ruler that we grew up watching. Probably, I'm, I'm pretty similar age to Bailey, I imagine. Um, I think she's probably a little bit younger than me. Um, the Moolah in the late 90s, mid 2000s is not the Moolah that you want to remember. <laughs> no. She was in her 70s by this point. And yeah, she won the women's title. Great. Um, but she was part of a comedy duo with Mae Young at this point, which, let's face it, was pretty distasteful <laughs> at the, for its time even so um so yeah it's not really you didn't grow up watching her um but yeah i mean i'm not gonna comment on the Mula stuff without knowing anything about it but if it, if it is all true yeah it doesn't really do great for wwe's pr no it's it's all very um Stuff that I never even I never knew or even thought about. Um, can of worms, it's opened. Can of worms. Um, okay, so rest of Raw. Anything else? Um, there was a bit with Sasha and Bailey. <laughs> Sasha beating Mandy Rose. No, Sonya so, Deville. Jamie, um, our little brother, was watching a bit of Raw with me at the start. He hasn't. He doesn't watch it regularly, and he just. He went. Why does Bailey look so depressed to be out there? <laughs> I just feel like if you don't, if you don't want to play, be out there, just fuck don't play their role perfectly. Or just get over it. Yeah. Like don't be out there and with a face of thunder. Why does she feel obliged? Yeah. Yeah. Just don't. Just don't go. Like if you're gonna be out there, when she starts getting beaten up, go back. Yeah. But like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Just, uh, do we think this is just going down to them two in the battle royal one eliminating the other I suppose it would make sense if that's Bailey's retribution especially if they're the final two in it yeah um, Bailey's it got, to, a, got to get some retribution at some point right Yeah, it'd she be can't a, be this one sided it'd be a bit underwhelming though, for if it was in that match well yeah but I think that's pretty, there's no room for them no it could be the catalyst for matches further down the line, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I, I enjoy the storyline, but this week was just a bit like filler. Yeah, it was a bit. Um, I think that will probably do for Raw. Can't think of anything else particular. No, there's probably something we're missing, which our millions, ah, millions of <laughs> listeners are um, <laughs> screaming at us about right now. Yes, I'm sure they are. Well, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, nope. Really can't. No, that's it. All right, well, with that in mind, then, let's uh, let's mosey on down to, I believe, was somewhere in Ohio, Columbus, or was that Fastlane? Fastlane. Mm. So where are they for no idea. no idea. Anyway, let's get into SmackDown.
Right, so as we all know, Smackdown Live came from the Banker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, definitely didn't just Google that. Um, this was a bit of a vanilla Smackdown, save for the ending, which we've briefly mentioned. Um, but the start, that's a very good place to start, was... A confrontation, call it that, between AJ and Shinsuke, um, which was all right. You no, know, I'd like to see a bit more intensity between these two at some point. Um, but that was interrupted, shall we say, by Rusev and Aiden English, which all of a sudden was a match which no one told us about. Um, AJ wins this one by disqualification thanks to an English interference and another good match with Rusev against one of the top guys on the on the roster yeah I like that they made a point that they said right, well if Rusev can get a win here then surely that puts him first in line against whoever wins at Wrestlemania yeah I like that but um, he probably didn't win Um, but he didn't actually get pinned no which is good um, I liked the crux and the kind of tagline of AJ's promo before this um, which I hope is maybe something they use more going into this of unbelievable but not impossible but not impossible yeah I like it's that it's quite a cool line yeah I would like detailing how this match before was unbelievable not impossible him coming to WWE him winning the title all unbelievable but not impossible yeah and him heading into Wrestlemania as champion yeah unbelievable but not impossible Pretty cool. Yeah, quite like that. Um, so we'll leave that one with Doc there. I mean, AJ got a bit of beating down at the end. Uh, to which Shinsuke took forever to react, yeah. which I don't know if it was but just... I think it's quite smart. Yeah. Corey picked up on that, I thought, quite well. Let him take a bit more of a beating. Yeah, and then go help, you know. Or just don't. Just don't help. <laughs> but you can't do that as a face. And I thought, um, similar to Asuka this week, um, Shinsuke did all right in his promo. Um, I'm sure I, Shinsuke's accent gets thicker every time he speaks <laughs> I, um, I'm sure he was better at English before I can't imagine going out in front of thousands of people and speaking a language which isn't my first Yeah. Um, especially in a live crowd on live TV in front of very un- 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 unforgiving fans Yeah. Um, but I thought he did well I, I, feel, I feel like they're getting better his promos because I think they're simplifying them for him they're not having him to face they're not having him come out and cut five ten minute long promo segments yeah. he's just coming out and saying look he's reacting to people as well he's not talking to camera or anything yeah. like that and saying look I respect you uh, I wish <laughs> I'm not going to try <laughs> because, um, everyone likes you yeah everyone, everyone likes, likes me <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically you're saying yeah as a man you need to face I win yeah. well, that's what he needs to say yeah yeah I guess there's no more and it I'll be honest. I don't really want to see him say anymore because it makes makes me cringe a little bit. Because uh, I, I just picture people being a bit racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose like you can't have him never talk, but you don't want to have him talk all the time. Yeah. So. But then, how's his English going to improve if he never talks? I'm sure he can talk <laughs> outside. In private. <laughs> um, side note: have you you don't have um. WWE 2K18, dear. No. On the career mode, uh, part of the 
a new sort of career mode is that you can wander around backstage and talk to wrestlers uh-huh. and shin because there's no one of the main gripes about wwe games is the, the lack of voices it's all text and um if you approach shinsuke it's, it's quite funny to watch the way they've written it it's um lots of like ellipses with so dot dot dots between each word um and about him saying like shinsuke don't talk so good God. <laughs> and shit like that which is, something alexa would say yeah uh, it is a bit like that so it's slightly offensive <laughs> um, <laughs> but next, I, next year all they have to put in is need to face <laughs> I've, I've seen things from that backstage roaming stuff where like um someone was backstage at on smackdown and they wanted to Paul Heyman. Mm. And Paul Heyman's like, can't you see I'm busy? Scrams. Like, well, you're just hanging around backstage yeah. on a Smackdown <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. Like, are you busy? Doing nothing. One of the best, one of the weirdest ones, actually, I say best, but it's weird, is when you speak to Big E. And he's like, he's being like, oh, yeah, let me see that booty. And then he's like, um, stop shaking that booty. You really think I've been looking at your ass? Thought <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Big E stuff was good this week. Yeah. Big E is really coming into his own. I liked, um, we said earlier, I liked the story that came out of the fast lane match of Big E and Jimmy Uso mm. coming together, representing their stricken brethren. Brothers. Uh, and Their bludgeoned brothers. And having the two mortal enemies team up in a show of respect in order to overcome the odds. Yeah. Good match. And I, I liked the idea. Quick match. It quick match but I suppose yeah, that's what it's designed to be I liked that Big E didn't come out to the oh yeah he was serious yeah um, so yeah I, I like I'm, I'm enjoying this tag team storyline uh, currently I'm sure they they can mess it up <laughs> I'm sure that, yeah I'm sure they can but I quite like it um, and I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with it for the next few weeks and you can you can clearly tell with the Usos when they've been told to work babyface. Yeah. Um, they're really good at working they're, they're, heel, they're though. good at both. Yeah. They're so good at both. Yeah. But it's not until you see him wrestle as heel one night and a babyface the next where you actually notice you the difference, notice the difference. In how they are. So, yeah, like Jimmy... It was Jimmy, wasn't it? Yeah. He, he did like a... I don't know. Like a corkscrew. A whisper soul. in the wind. Whisper in the wind, yeah. Um, he went a bit more aerial... And you know, just generally working playing as a as crowd. a face, yeah, playing to the crowd, but not in a, an annoying that. way. Um, yeah, I, listen, I think the, well, the Usos in the a new start day. of it as well, where they they go and get the chairs, yeah, the Bludgeon Brothers cool. go get the their mallets, mallets, which makes them sound much less intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> They're hammers. Call them hammers. Makes me think of Timmy. <laughs> yeah, just Timmy mallet. Um, but the, the Usos have had the Usos and New Day have had great years Usos probably more so um, if we get a triple threat tag team match at Wrestlemania the main plus being that they'll at least be on the card <laughs> which I like which I like the fact that they've brought that up recently um, they just have such great chemistry with the New Day and I just I do just kind of want to see Usos versus New Day at Mania yeah, I get that. Have a have a show stealing match, but then you know, when you got the same show, you've got AJ Nakamura. Tag, and 
Finn and Seth and Miz and it's very rare that the tag titles get um, properly represented at Wrestlemania yeah I always feel like they're the first titles or first matches to be cut from a card if needed yeah exactly they're like I don't know. Like I can, I can very rarely since since the TLC times, I can very rarely recall a significant tag title match at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. And let's put it this way: I'm much more interested in the SmackDown tag team titles at the minute than I am the Raw ones. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's even with Braun. Because with Raw, they're telling you don't care about these teams. No one's good enough. None of these teams Whereas are good enough. Whereas with SmackDown, it's like these two teams are so good. Yeah, and then there's this new team who's beating the shit out of everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's how you tell a, a tag team division yeah exactly um, but so yeah I'm actually I'm, I'm really interested in this to see how it goes part of me wants to see just do the Usos versus New Day but I'm sure we'll see that at some point in the future again I mean I'm, I'm alright with that um, I, I do wonder if maybe be, ugh, maybe the Usos move over to Raw yeah I think one. I think they will because um, New Day have come over from Raw I think the Usos will probably move over and they can only be an asset really can't they yeah although they do suit that whole sp- do you remember back in the day when you had that whole Smackdown 6 thing mm-hmm. which was a bit like I know not all of them were young and upcoming when you had the likes of Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle and god forbid Chris Benoit um, who and Rey Mysterio who aren't necessarily quite aren't, weren't necessarily young at the time um, but you had like Edge as well thrown in there it was just like fresh exciting young talent Um and then you had like the lights of John Cena and Brock Lesnar on top of that as well, um, and Randy Orton coming through as well. Um, but he quickly moved to Raw, didn't he? But it kind of kind of feel a bit like that with the Usos and New Day, like not to the same extent. Yeah, because before New Day moved over, they had very much, they'd gone very stale. Yeah. Um, and everyone was anticipating that by summer they'd be broken up. Yeah. Um, and just having them have new people to face in a new environment um revitalize the new day yeah it was like a new day had dawned upon the new day <laughs> nice Thanks. um yeah i think they've definitely gone stale on raw and they needed they needed something to freshen them up i'm glad it was just a move rather than a breakup because we got this whole new day versus usos thing uh, for the last year which has been brilliant um yeah, they've been fighting for a long time. Do we do we see a breakup for New Day imminently? I, I personally don't. Um, but I can see how it might happen. I can see who the breakout star is, let's put it that way. I think all three of them could easily be breakout stars. Well, Kofi doesn't need to be. Kofi doesn't need to be, but he's ready-made for a mid-card. Like, you could easily just stick him in a US type of food. Yeah. Like, He's already been there, and no one would begrudge him that. But then, what? Because what, their gimmicks are so outrageous and so positive and just, just insane. Like, do you dial that down for all of them? Do you keep it the same with one of them? Well, <laughs> it depends on how the uh, the breakup is done. If we get something similar to the Shield, in that mm. say Big E turns on turns on them, whatever he becomes the monster heel. Um, there's no reason for Kofi and Xavier not to be friends or not to team up like Ambrose and Reigns. Yeah, um, my fear is what eventually will happen is Biggie will will do that turn, and then Kofi and Xavier will continue to team, and that will just peter out, 
until eventually we can't we don't care about either of them yeah that's always a concern um Xavier Woods um has been the un- unexpected star of New Day for me yeah yeah um I literally knew nothing about his character or cared about his character before New Day um and like with Biggie, he was already kind of established with Ziggler, had a intercontinental title run. Uh, so you could all, you could stick Xavier and Kofi straight into a mid-card title feud, not together obviously. Um, and assuming Biggie's the one they have pulled the trigger on the turn and top tier. Top tier heel, but he is so good at playing this He's play. Very, yeah. <laughs> this playful, also, positive guy. They're also likable. Yeah, um, I think you take that gimmick away from Big E, he becomes a bit nothingy. He's obviously really talented, and like he's got great charisma. But as a face, I think he's a lot better. Yeah, well, without an authority for someone to join, it only makes sense for the bigger guy to be the heel. Yeah. Like, if Xavier was to turn and join forces with the authority in order to do a set, basically, yeah. Then, yeah, you could potentially see that happening. But without that, it it wouldn't make sense. Mm. We are kind of missing that, I mean, aren't we? It's not not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, people people, um, trash authority figures and authority storylines. But when they're done right, i.e. Stone Cold, i.e. Daniel Bryan... The, one of the best things in wrestling yeah me. and the corporation exactly ministry of darkness the corporate ministry on top of that and we're even still with Tripoli and Tripoli Tripoli <laughs> Triple H and Stephanie that should be their tag team name um, <laughs> that's Tripoli the cap- that's the capital of um, Libya I want to say Tripoli huh? yeah. um, Tripoli could be Biggie's finisher <laughs> if you hit it three times Tripoli <laughs> Yeah, it could be. <laughs> anyway, what were you going to say? Even now, we're still seeing it on Raw with Triple H and Stephanie. Uh, the whole Ronda and Kurt thing, like, it's coming about because of their position. Yeah, um, and the Roman Vincing. And Yeah, so when done right, it makes for interesting storylines, and I'm not against them. No, I'm not against them either. I, I don't like it to be constant. There was a stage where the authority got so frustrating and, and it boring. Takes up an hour and a half of yeah, a three-hour show. Yeah, they take up too much of, of, the, of the TV time, um, and just comes across as sort of self-appreciation. Um, but when they let the other people take the spotlight, which eventually it always leads to, uh, regardless of how you know people might think how long it takes to get there, yeah, it always leads to the spotlight being shone on a younger over talent. Without the authority, Daniel Bryan. Is nowhere near as popular. Mm. Simple. <laughs> and then there's no shield breakup in the way that it happened. Nope. Seth doesn't get over as a heel. He's now over as a face, but I think that's more to do with what's been happening in recent weeks more than anything else. But, you know, they had to have that breakup. They had to have that authority figure for him to join. Uh, he's not just going to leave the shield for no reason. Um, so, yeah, I think they definitely have a place. And we haven't seen one for a while. A stable, I think people were touted the whole Triple H, some other Joe 
thing as sort of the start of some sort of stable or when Kevin Owens got given given the universal title people sort of start thought that might be the start of one um, but no not seen anything of the like since so hopefully we'll we'll see something in the, in the future because um, I bloody like I love bloody a love a faction um, but yeah uh, the rest of Smackdown then let's get into what else happened so we had a Naomi Carmella match which is a bit nothingy uh, surprisingly Carmella picked up the win and I'm going to say clean yeah it was a clean victory um, yeah What's happening? No, they're not really. Naomi ain't covering herself in glory right now, is she? No, I suppose she isn't really glowing anywhere. <laughs> no, she's well done. Um, <laughs> so um, there was that match. Um, obviously, we got the main the main storyline running through SmackDown. Well, so we had uh, Charlotte and Asuka. We had a bit, little thing on each other. Bit of a disappointing. Confrontation, I thought. I thought it was, it was okay. Just a bit, all a bit like civil. Um, and where's yeah, Ruby Riot? Very polite. Sure, she should be out being like, I'm pissed off. I lost. I want a rematch. Why does she deserve it? She doesn't necessarily get one, but she could ask for one. Um, which could have then maybe set up and ask a Ruby match. But yeah. Uh, it was alright, but um, really weird to get cut off by Randy Orton. Did they? Yeah. They were in the ring. Asuka said something, and Asuka's music played for about ten seconds. Didn't Randy Orton's music started playing. Didn't they go to a break? No. Randy Orton's music started playing, and he started walking out, and then they went to a break. Ah, oh, I thought it was the other way around. No. Yeah, he, he came out like while they were both just standing in the ring on TV. They've done this a few times in the recent months, haven't they? Where people there's just like an overlap. Yeah. With with no actual and when interaction. It, when it links and makes sense, then it's fine. Yeah. But. Like, from a production standpoint, as if, let's say, this was all real, um, why would you... Hang on, what, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why would you, while these two people are standing in the ring having a confrontation setting up a WrestleMania match, who's who's hitting the play button around Orton's music right there and then? <laughs> the producer who's getting told they're running out of time, maybe. <laughs> it, it, was, it was just weird. Like, go, Rad, go, 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 go now! <laughs> um... But yeah, pretty average promo from Randy. Yeah, standard, boring stuff. I'm US champ. Don't hate Never him. Done as, that before. Don't hate him as US champ. Do you know what? Let's just go back to Fastlane quickly. What I didn't like was Randy wins the match, and then Jinder comes out very angrily, yeah, for, for no, no reason. real reason, no. and goes straight up to Randy and attacks him. Mm. I would have rather his music hits. Sunil or Samir, whatever they're called, comes out instead at the ramp, mm. and then Jinder attacks from behind. Yeah, makes sense. Because like Jinder just going straight. It's not very heelish, is it? <laughs> um, but it, like, I, I have no idea why he was so pissed off. Because it's just a sight of Randy Orton. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, Bobby Roode, Jinder. Bob Roode. Jinder wins. Jinder wins again. Again, yeah, beat Randy last money. week. So, obviously, we're going to. This is perhaps it's just. Do you know when we um we saw SmackDown copy and paste Raw's women's division? <laughs> Seems like their mid card title division as well. <laughs> um, I'm much more interested in Seth Finn and Miz than I am Orton, Brood, and Jinder. So yeah, not massively excited for that, but 
I liked what? Randy's little snide comment about the um, list of people who are in the Grand Slam, and that's actually that's a list that he does care about. about. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> Whatever happened did to you this see Mrs. Top tweet, By the way, no. Oh yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. About well, well welcome, welcome, to, the welcome to the club. <laughs> um, by club, I don't mean guys who wear crappy leather jackets and do stupid hand signs. Yeah. Um, that aren't even theirs or something. It's quite cool. Um, what what I did like about SmackDown was that generally Raw always has the bigger matches. Like mm. I said the other week, they always get the Brock Lesnar's, they get the Ronda Rousey's. Yeah. Um, the show put both Royal Rumble winners on SmackDown mm-hmm. and make it make SmackDown seem important. Yeah. And I have a feeling that AJ Nakamura is main eventing going on last. I don't. What do you reckon, Roman Brock? Or no, I'm, I'm going um, Ronda. Alexa Nia. <laughs> no, it's Brock Roman. It's got to be Brock Roman. They have to end with Roman, don't they? Broman. Yeah, I always thought Roman Strowman could have made a tag team. <laughs> Call them Strowman Reigns. <laughs> Braun Roman. Um, yeah. Broman. Roman. No, anyway, anyway, it's a tangent. Uh, I think it's got to be Brock and Roman. That's the main event, isn't it? Brock's the main event of any. He hasn't been. He wasn't show. last year. Wasn't at thirty-two. Yeah, but Roman wa- was. Yeah, Roman's always. It'd be his fourth consecutive WrestleMania main event, right? Death taxes and Roman in the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> I was watching. I don't know if I ever mentioned this. I was watching an old clip from a couple well probably about two years ago from Raw and um Seth no actually it was when Kevin Owens won the Universal title and Seth eliminated Roman didn't he based on Triple H pedigree him and Corey Graves said there's one thing death that's constant taxes, death taxes and, and, and Rollins Reigns. beats Reigns and I, I went back and I thought oh, does he always beat him but yes he actually always does bloody beat him yeah beat him at Mania <laughs> Beat, beat him, him money at the bank was it money in the bank clean yeah beat him in the gauntlet match the other day yeah didn't beat him in elimination table. no he didn't he didn't get eliminated by Reigns I guess but, um, yeah but he did Rollins has a great record over Roman mm. well, yeah interesting quick side note I know we're on Smackdown Dean Ambrose side note to the side note where do we where does he come back into it uh, on the roster okay um, but like are we going back to the shield at any point didn't really get a chance to get off the ground did it and it breathed new life into Dean that that formation reformation yeah I feel bad um, just the pure bad luck that that whole reunion had because people have been clamouring for it since the day they broke up <laughs> yeah um, and they only really had two matches together mm-hmm. on TV anyway um, yeah I feel bad for how it played out because it was interesting to watch mm. and it was exciting to see where it went um, I mean I'm sure it was going towards a friendly triple threat match on the Rumble <laughs> many of supremacy um, yeah I don't know where Dean comes back in I imagine it would be something where as long as they're all baby faces they will always go to it they'll always touch on it they'll every now and then have a match together or segment together or something mm. if they're all on the same brand that is um, 
assuming one of them doesn't get switched to SmackDown. Maybe that's where Ambrose returns. I've heard a lot of rumours that Seth gets switched to SmackDown. I hope not. They've just bought out a Monday Night Rollins t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, well, because the, the original rumours as well after the Gauntlet match or in, um, was that Seth would be challenging Roman for the title in the coming pay-per-views. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about Dean. He's an interesting... He could go either way. He could go on SmackDown, could go on Raw. Does he come back as a face? Does he come back as a heel? Um... Renee Young. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just, just Renee Young. Just Renee Young. Uh, right, rest of SmackDown then. Let's get back into that one. Did you know his real, his real last name is Good? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't know that. John. John Good. Yeah. Such a generic name. Yeah, I didn't know that until I listened to Renee Young on Sam Roberts' podcast. Sam mm-hmm. Roberts, who was on Talking, Talking Smack, Smack after with Renee. Name, yeah. Quite, I, 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 I also tweeted this from our account. I enjoy Sam Roberts on these shows. Yeah. But him and Rosenberg, I prefer Sam Roberts to Rosenberg. Um, yeah, Rosenberg's a bit. They give going in for it himself, I think. They give um, good insight from a fan's perspective, without compromising their views. Yeah, purely like because of their position, it's they now a have a pretty difficult role to play. Yeah, I'm sure they probably get instructions. Yeah, and things to say and not say. Um, but you hear Sam Roberts on the on the kickoff shows, and especially on on his weekly podcast, which isn't on WWE TV, but he doesn't doesn't speak any differently about the product. Yeah, when he's on TV, as to when he's not. So mm, I, like I enjoy him. He's well spoken. Um, Ask good questions. Whilst I was completely listening to everything you just said, uh, I was also in the back of my mind thinking that we missed something key out of our Raw recap. You know what it is? John Cena challenging oh the Undertaker God. for WrestleMania. <laughs> How do we miss this? God. So this, this, this whole is, segment was bloody weird, wasn't it? Was it? A, it was a bit weird. Um, John Cena going in the crowd, drinking a beer drinking with a fan, a and then trying to start a Let's Go Roman chant. Let's Go Roman chant. It was all a bit strange. It was all very Cena. Yeah, that it way. was so so. so um, <laughs> what what's the word? So cartoony. Yeah. Very over the top. Exaggerated. Exaggerated. And I like that he got serious in the end. Yeah. Because I I I didn't like that it was. I'm gonna challenge the Undertaker. <gasps> Nothing happened. Mm. I'm gonna say it again and again. But then I like. How it suddenly switched, and it was like, no, this is why I'm challenging yeah. the Undertaker. And then he went in on the Undertaker. He went in on the Undertaker, <laughs> and I then went to Michelle McCall's Instagram to see these videos. There's not that many. No, no, there's not. Uh, when he first said, "Oh, the Undertaker is an egomaniac," I was like, "What the fuck? Why is he bad mouthing the Undertaker? <laughs> you can't do that." I, I guess when you think about it, though, it makes sense. John Cena. Being like that, I get knocked down all the time. Yeah. I get back up and I come to work. Undertaker You're not gets knocked down. years old. <laughs> he disappears for a year. Um, so I understand. I, I get the storyline. Like it's kind of intriguing, mm. and again, it's something kind of edgy, um, and gives the um, smart marks something to sink their teeth into. Yeah. Um, 
because of Undertaker's state, and I've said in the past I don't want to see him wrestle again, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, um, yeah, yeah. They won't have mentioned they, they've mentioned it too much now. There has to be a reason. Yeah. There has to be a big reason for this match to happen. Not it can't just be. Oh, we've never faced each other, really. Yeah. Um. So so John Cena raising these points is the reason to goad him out. Do you think? Yeah, and it's like Cena's it's like attacking his legacy. Yeah, it's 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 like Cena's taking offence to the Undertaker's absence. Yeah, it goes against everything Cena stands for. Really. Yeah, um, he's never absent. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, um, it was good. I like it. Yeah, um, that's not the way that I thought it was going to go. I loved the lo- one of the final lines of um, "They want to see it. I want to see you try." <laughs> like that was quite cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was just um, a bit of a weird segment, the way it originally was played out. The whole they backstage don't want to see it happen. Yeah. Um, but the only person who can prevent this from happening is Undertaker. Yeah. So. I did, yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing about well, my mic's still on. <laughs> I'm still here. Uh, yeah, we get it. Like then they're authorizing this. <laughs> we get it. Anyway, so yeah, we missed that off the raw recap, which we what's the worst that's going to happen to me? Get suspended like Reigns? <laughs> <laughs> um, back to SmackDown then, and I guess there's only one real area left to talk about, and that is the Shane, Sammy, Kevin Owens situation, which for me is the best thing about SmackDown. Was the best thing about SmackDown this week, and has been for a long time. Um, this authority figure story. We had yeah, well, it's a, yeah, kind of in a, in a face role. Which is different. Um, not acting like a Facebook. No, yeah, I guess not. Firstly, Shane announcing he's taking a leave of absence indefinitely. Um, so whatever that means, I don't know. Wasn't um, how I expected that to go. I didn't no. expect that to happen. No. Um, <laughs> Did, um, before we get on to the rest of it, I don't know if Shane misinterpreted the crowd's reaction. Yes, I, I thought this at the time. He thought they were booing Daniel Bryan. Actually, they were booing the fact that he, that he wasn't, wasn't there, there this week. Yeah. Uh, the way he was kind of looking at it, like, what, no? Yeah, he was going like, Bryan? yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know if he just misinterpreted that or if that's done on purpose, but, yeah, silly Shane. I think Shane is a bit stupid sometimes. Um, but, yeah, and so Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh, throughout the night, I've had these different interviews with Dasha, Renee. Renee. Both with Renee. Both of them with Renee. Both of them with Renee. Um, <laughs> where they basically bury each other. <laughs> Can I just say, um, both of these two, two of the very best on the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Sammy especially doesn't get underrated. enough credit. Yeah, he's underrated. Um, he's flawless as well. He never makes a mistake. Yeah, I. Sammy in all of his promos doesn't sound like a promo. Yeah. Just sounds like a guy who's talking. He's not a guy who's making points, trying to remember a script. Um very good at being like rambly and just na- completely natural. Yeah. As is Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um both of them 
Brilliant. Yeah, they are. I I completely agree. Uh, and what ends up happening is Shane makes a match for Mania based on the fast lane's happenings uh, between Kevin and Sammy. Mixed with a well, met with a mixed reaction from the crowd. I thought slightly disappointing. Um, Kevin comes out. Sammy comes out. It looks like we're going to have some sort of face off between the two. But then brutal beat down. Mm. Brutal beat down. <laughs> Mm. Another one. Like they've been hanging out with the Bludgeon Brothers. Another one. Yeah. Um, just they went. They went in on Shane like with steel chair around the throat and just into the ring post, and then that I power bomb at the end. I never used to be a massive fan of the Haluva kick. Mainly the name. It's a hell of a kick. Yes. Not yeah. Yeah. Sounds but like halloumi cheese. Lately, especially when you get the sound right and the camera work is right, it looks amazing. Yeah, it does. Him running full speed at someone and, and boot to face. Because <laughs> um, it just looks really good. And I love um, the way that Kevin and Samuel in- interact with each other. Um, just just things like if you if you were in that situation, you would. Like, you're not expecting the other person to know exactly what yeah, you want. Yeah, and how so you tell them. Kevin was like, put the like, chair down. Put the chair down. <laughs> um, and just things, things like. Him holding up Shane in the corner and being like, "Kick him in the face! Kick his head off!" <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just—it's just good. They've just got such good chemistry in everything they do. Yeah, yeah, they have. I and Shane did it, but initially I thought, "Is Shane putting up too much of a fight? It's two on one." Yeah, and for a long time he was just getting the better of him. Mm. Was it well? Was he not getting the better of? But he was fighting back. But realistically two on one mm. two full time professional wrestlers on mm. a part time yeah. would be able to get the better of him quite yeah. than that but it's Shane it's Shane but um, I didn't have a problem with that I thought Shane Shane's selling whilst extreme was warranted yeah if if you were to get powerbomb the way he did yeah you would you would imagine you get hit in the stomach with a football it's hard to breathe <laughs> That's the analogy. Mm. You get power bombed on the corner of a whatever it was of a thing. <laughs> a thing. Um, you can't. You probably can't breathe, especially no. after getting your throat crushed. Yeah. And his face, his facial expressions, legitimately, it felt like he was having a heart attack on yeah. TV. Judge <laughs> yeah. Mike Kerr was like, "You're gonna make a chain." It's like as if you've got a risk yeah. of dying right well, now. He, just, he went, "Just breathe, Shane." Yeah, no, just breathe. That's, that's, that's the one he thing just, he can't yeah. do. Well, that's what he's trying to do. Um, wrestling logic. WWE has the worst medical team yeah. in the world. I think I mentioned this last week. I might have been speaking to someone else. Um, People get hurt really badly all the time, yeah. um, and people just kneel next to them, going, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" <laughs> Breathe. Shane, Shane. Same with New Day Usos. It takes them about seven, eight minutes to get Xavier Woods on a stretcher yeah. <laughs> and get all of them to the back. And the rest of them have to be walk, like walked up with their arms over their shoulders. I liked though that it was um, Sammy and Kevin have gone rogue. Yeah. Not only did they attack Shane, but they and they attacked the referees as well. And then even Corey was like, "This is too did far." You, did you see the bump the referee? Time? Yeah, I was just about to say this. I can't remember which referee it is. The Chinese or the Asian one? Yeah, the Chinese, the, the, Asian, one. the Asian one. He has a hell of a bump because he gets thrown out of the in the middle rope, 
but he lands full on like <laughs> Jeff Hardy style. Yeah, just no protection. I, I love the fact that he did it pretty much off camera. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Such a waste. <laughs> just quick. Also, if we talk about referees, quick shout out to the one in the um, the Bludgeon Brothers start the Bludgeon Brothers match. Who, as soon as they got their hammers and got into the ring, the referee just went sprinting and dived <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like th- this was where that um, Byron, not Baron. Um, piss me off mm. um, but then when when they started attacking the referees and even Corey Graves yeah saying they they've gone too across far across the line yeah. this is too far and we saw pretty much saw Gorilla two nights in a row yeah because I was thinking realistically right and then they're dragging him backstage saying well you want to leave we're going to we're going to take you out <laughs> as they're walking up the ramp Sammy Zay going da 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but I was thinking, they're going to have to drag him through Gorilla, where surely there's quite a few people mm. who would maybe try and stop them. Yeah, yeah. But, but nope. no, they just came out the other nope. side. <laughs> so Kevin was like, we're the good guys in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just really, really good end to SmackDown. Yeah, I thought it was, was a really good end. Where does Daniel Bryan fit into Well, I'm assuming he... Well, Shane said he'll be back next week. And I'm assuming... What my take on the story is that Sammy and Kevin are all triumphant and they think Daniel Bryan's going to be happy with them but then he's like he's royally really pissed. pissed off at them um, <laughs> do you want to know the tweet that I saw yesterday mm. imagine the amount of piss that would boil if WWE did Kevin and Sammy versus Shane and Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. and Daniel Bryan never gets tagged in <laughs> Yes, that would be amazing. Oh, or he gets attacked on the way down to the ring or something. <laughs> or backstage, so he can't compete. How weird was that? Elimination Chamber. Danny Bryan can't, um, isn't here because he's at a family function. Yeah. Not even a family commitment, just a family function. What, he's got Filming. a party? Filming Total Bellas, I think it is. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder what they're going to do next week with Bryan. Yeah, I think it will get to the stage where he's really pissed at them and they'll be a bit like miffed as to why they're annoyed. Yeah, like, oh, I thought that you'd be glad that we yeah. have Shane. Um, now you've got control. But I think Shane will come back quite soon. It depends on if they is there, if there's a main year announcement next week. Because, mm. I mean, technically, is the Kevin Sammy match still happening? Well, I'm assuming it's not. <laughs> it, it was announced. It hasn't so far been announced that it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, let's face it if they're not going to go if Daniel Bryan isn't returning to the ring and they're not doing Shane and and Bry versus KO and Sammy then someone has to step in who is a big deal to replace Daniel Bryan I don't know who that could be so I have no idea Um, because I saw talks of Kevin and Sammy with Shane as the special guest ref wouldn't make sense no it doesn't make any sense um Kevin and Sammy versus Shane with Daniel Bryan as the special guest. As a handicap? Yeah. No, doesn't make sense. No, it's not necessary. Um, it has to be some kind of tag match, but... Rusev? <laughs> <laughs> Just to get him on there? No, I literally no idea, but... Um... Listen, I'm, I'm interested to find out, which is something that SmackDown hasn't done for me in a long time. Is that, yeah, this, like, outside of this segment, SmackDown was also just fine. I yeah. thought it was pretty, it was probably the best SmackDown we've had in a long time. Yeah. So, 
improvements. So after a good fast lane and an actual fairly good smackdown, things are looking up. Maybe Road Dogs finally cracked. <laughs> It's got the formula. Um, anyway, that probably wraps us up. We've gone on for a little bit longer than I would have thought for SmackDown, but you know, all good stuff. Um, anything else you want to add, Aiden? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, remember you can always find us at the underscore PWP on Twitter, at the People's Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. They can find you, Aiden, at on Twitter. At Aiden Bunker on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me at Ali Bunker eighty eight on honest, Twitter. No, no one ever follows us. So <laughs> well, if I keep this. saying it, they might eventually do it. Who's they? No one listens. <laughs> Have some faith. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for joining. Thank you very much for listening, if in fact you have. Um, I never know if people actually are or not. Um, but hey, we invested Let in us Mixer, know if you so listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Send us a, just tweet us or something if you've listened to us before. Yeah. Any feedback? Any criticisms? Any uh, anything? Anything. <laughs> just speak to us. It's lonely in the world wide web. Right. Okay. That wraps it up. So thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Tweet us. <laughs> <laughs>